Alexander Snicker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land, or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials, Projectile Staging, and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local, Chapter 151, and my tech friend, how are you? I'm good. So now every week I'm I'm also a tech friend. Mikey calls you that all week long. Did he? When he makes fun of me, he's like, you're going to do a podcast with your tech friend. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, I don't know whether to laugh and be happy with it or to punch him in the face. Like, I really don't know which one it's going to be. I always threaten to punch him in the face, but I don't end up punching him in the face. I'm thinking he can just about kick your ass. No. Yeah. No. You're kind of a frail old man these days. So yeah. I'm not even close to a frail old man. He not even probably close. kick your ass. I am young and spry. You know, and what's he, a buck five? He's not even a buck five. He's like 85 really with soaking wet with rocks in his pockets. I don't know. How, I, I don't know. I've never weighed him. Yeah. I should weigh him. Really? Yeah. What am I, what am I going to weigh him for? I don't know. It just seems What's like he, a, a piece of meat. Common thing that people do. Oh, I you know. know, I guess <laughs> it's kind of a thing, you know? Oh, is it? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Check uh, your child's development, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, but... Make yeah. little marks on the wall and... That's how, height, not weight, though. Well, yeah, they kind of coincide, you know. I got you. So... I will have to work on that. Yeah. So, a lot going on this week. A lot happened last week. I'm glad to be in studio. I do not like doing it remotely. Like yeah, that sucked last week. That, that was did just, suck. That you was can, just horrible. You can do it, though. Here's the thing. We can do it if you come down with the coronavirus again. But well, you I, I have did, to. Hang on a second. I didn't come down with the coronavirus. Well, I had it back in December, but other than that... I haven't had it since. Yeah. As exactly. far as I know, it could have been. I could, wish you would get your antibodies tested. Why? Because I'd like to know if you actually did get it back in December. I don't want the government to know whether I had it or not. But can't my, you get a private test? Can't you get a private test? No. Really? Really? <laughs> There's anything private these days? Well, that's true. Come too. on, man. What world do you live in? Well. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different categories of worlds that we can live in today. I, I see that. Shows. Yeah. You're, are you living in potpourri world? Potpourri world. <laughs> Is that where you want to start? You want to start in potpourri No, I, I don't want to start in potpourri Tell me a personal story. Tell me something that's going on in your world. What's happening in your world? Okay. So I do have to admit that I have a, a slight addiction to Uber Eats. I know we talked about last week. Right. Let me give you the, the Thanksgiving story of it. Oh, no. No, really? no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. So we didn't like, so I, I was doing it the night before, but I didn't do it very long and right. I turned it off. Right. And then, and then I, I woke up in the morning and my first thought when I woke up in the morning was that, Hey, you know what, man, I bet you can make a lot of money on Thanksgiving day doing it. Right. <laughs> Cause not a lot of people will do it. And, right. You know, like, so you make money and I went, I went outside or went out into the living room and I looked at Kelly and Danielle and I, all I said was, Hey, I got a question for you. See if you get mad or not. <laughs> and Kelly stops me. She says, no, let me tell you what you're going to say. <laughs> and then says exactly what I was going to say and says, I, she's like, and we'd be very angry. Yeah. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Then. Well, never mind. I won't do oh, it then. God, man. How long, how long have you been married? Which one? Either way, just in general, cumulative years. Cumul hold on, do I get to count them both and then add them together? Yeah, yes, no, no, no. I yes, gotta go because with, it's I'll like double duty. Yeah. No, okay, so I've been married to Kelly since 2000, so that's 20 years, and I've been married to Danielle since. Well, I mean, we've been together since 2011 or 20 something right. like that. So that's nine years. So you're looking at a total of 19 years. Right. No, no, 29 years. Okay. All right, so in those 29 cumulative years of experience in marriage, you should know that when your wife, wife slash wives, um, you're about to ask them a question and to see if they get mad, and then they immediately cut you off and say, no, here's what you were going to ask. You don't say, oh, okay. You say, oh, baby, baby, no. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to ask that. I was going to ask if we have enough cranberry sauce and you need me to run the store for anything. Are you fucking stupid? 
Okay. It's like you just admitted you just confirmed her bias of you, which was actually correct, but you don't want her to know that she was right in what she assumed you were going to ask. You got to follow that shit up with something creative, man, and, and make it look like you were the, the caring, considerate husband and that she misjudged you. <laughs> Which, of course, she didn't. <laughs> but that's what you're supposed to do, man. You got to learn these tricks. See, I don't agree with that at all. I don't even agree with that a little bit. Like, I think that here's the thing. Like, if you're going to if you're going to do a swerve job on something, right, you shouldn't do a swerve job on something stupid like that. You got to do swerve jobs on much bigger things. No, no. If you do enough small swerve jobs, you don't need to do it on the big things. Well, I'd rather not you do get it the anyway. The benefit though. of the doubt. I, I'd rather not do it anyway. Yeah, you know, I just, I'd rather just. I'd rather just. Oh, you were right. How did you know? Because I, I stopped. Like, how did you know I was going to say that? He's like, you're so predictable. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I am. I am. I am. You are extremely predictable. I am yeah. probably one of the most predictable people that there is. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty predictable. Yeah, and it, you know what? I get mad when people don't predict me. Well, yeah. I get angry when you, like, when, when I'm trying to say something. Like, and anytime you start with, let me ask you a question, pretty much everybody who knows you knows what the question is going to be. Just a, so a you A lot know. of people. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Which I'm, which I'm glad about, by the way. I, I See, don't, this is not a negative thing. In my I don't know opinion. why this you preface that thing. anyway. Why do you tell someone that they're, why do you ask permission to ask a question? I don't know. I just force a habit, I guess. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You just did. Good. Good talk. <laughs> let me ask you two questions. Right. Yeah. That's what I got to start doing. Right. I mean, let me ask you two questions. Right. You remember when John Conrad used to do that? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. He used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> well, did he do it back to you or did you pick no, that he up from him? That. I might have picked it up from him maybe because yeah. he used to do it to me. Yeah. But he used to do it in that Jersey accent though, which made it even funnier. Yeah, the Jersey accent. Like there was a comic yeah. relief in just the way he said it to me, which I thought was really funny yeah. by the way. Yeah. Revolution on a Recliner, by the way, the podcast. If you yeah, want to yeah. Look uh, another good uh, podcast. Uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time. I've caught it a couple times, but. Uh, um, it's funny. Who else has he got on that show? Uh... Ah, oh, shit. Um, one of our listeners, actually. Um, Rob. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot like that. I appreciate you know? that. Yeah. Though. Well, you know, <laughs> I sound like a dick. All yeah. right. So, all right. Where do we want to start first today? Let's start with... I don't uh, know. You, you, t- you, you know what? Let's start lead. with China World. Let's go China World first, because that's at the top, right? Okay. Because this is one of those things where you're just like, you, you know it, and then you, you... Like, you know things, and then you realize... That it's as bad as you think it is. You know, there's yeah, there's a lot of confirmation out there of all of our suspicions and you know uh, dystopian views of the world and you know, and this one is right right out of the Ministry of Information here, um, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally, yeah. And uh, go, go ahead, uh, you lead us. So story. basically, so the, the article is from the Daily Caller, and it's Beijing-controlled news outlet paid U.S. newspapers millions to push to publish propaganda this year. And what it goes into is an English newspaper controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, propaganda don't, don't, department. Don't, don't read, don't read. Hold on, I was going to say read. this. The, it's called the Propaganda Department, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Like, that's not even like the made-up name or like the name you're making fun of them. That's what their <laughs> name is. <laughs> yeah, this is not a not some, you know, uh, euphemism or something like that. It's, yeah. it's literally the name of the department in China, translated into English, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they're actually the Chinese government is actually paying uh, newspapers like um, the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal, Journal uh, Washington Post, LA, LA Times. Times. They're paying them for column space, uh, which they put out as a like a, a, a column. So it's not an ad. OK, it, it, I mean, it is, but it's not. It's an advertorial. And so it's like they have this. This friendly sounding column like China Today, you know, like mm-hmm. what's going on in China. And so it's literally the Chinese government propaganda putting out whatever they want Americans to believe about China in our newspapers. And everybody's okay with this. Yeah. You know, it's just like. <laughs> like they're taking the money. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, Well, that's because the newspapers are just so, you know, they're, they're dying. You know, well, so they that's true. It. No, though, that's true. That part, that part is true. But they also have. But here's the thing, though. If they weren't dying. They'd still do it. They may or may not. If they were flush, they might not do it. You know, I, I, I do believe that. Um, but, you know, yeah. I'd like to believe that, but I don't believe it, though. I don't freaking believe it. I think that, maybe look, maybe again, maybe if you went back to the time period in which they were flush, they wouldn't have done it. Maybe it was the times as but well. That's more of a different time than it is a money thing. Though. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, there you go. And meanwhile, the things that the Chinese don't want Americans to know about yeah, is like how they're rounding up people because in, uh, was it in a Beijing airport? No, Shanghai. It was a Shanghai, oh, Shanghai Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically one of the largest cities in the world, one of the biggest uh, commercial and industrial centers in the world, Shanghai, um, is uh, they have one worker test positive for COVID. And they took the entire airport, the entire, everyone in the airport, all, everyone, all the travelers, everyone coming, everyone going, and they cordoned them, they forced them into the basement of the airport, okay, <laughs> and held them there, basically hostage. Like, so they're all, so you have somebody test positive for COVID, so you cram, you know, thousands of people into the basement and keep them there. And of course, the Chinese being Chinese, you know, someone in, you know, in, in a position of power tells you to do something, you do it, you know. I mean, I don't think that would ever fly in America. But I don't understand this, though, because it looks like they are trying to resist, but... Well, that was after several hours. Yeah, but, but, they're, but they're not... But how can they... How can the people... Look, they're not cops stopping them. No. They're dudes in hazmat suits stopping them. How are they able to do this? I don't even understand how... Like, if those people wanted to, why don't they just bowl them all they're over? They're Chinese. Chinese people obey. They are totally conditioned. You have to understand that... The, how can I say this without sounding, you know, racist or anything? No, uh, no, no. Everybody that wanted to resist, they've killed already. No, 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 no. It's not like that. No, the Chinese people, they think differently than we do. Well, yeah. Asians in general think differently. Yeah, because everybody thought that thought like us, they killed or is already over here. No, that's, well, yeah, <laughs> there, there is some truth to that. There's but a lot of truth to that. No, just in general, um, they are much like, like, I had a Chinese friend and uh, she used to have a saying that says, um, you know, Westerners are like fine porcelain vases. Chinese people are clay pots. And, and she says, you don't cry when you break a clay pot. And that was literally how the, the Chinese people think of themselves. They think of themselves, their mindset is much more collectivist. You know, and whether that's uh, nature or nurture, uh, you know, who knows? I think it's more nurtured than nature. It's got to be more nurture. You grow up thinking that you individually are less valuable than the collective. Yeah. You know, and so that's what happens. That's why they can cordon thousands of people off in a basement, literally packed in shoulder to shoulder. You know, so if there's... Yeah, a, where's your social distancing now? Well, I guess they wanted to stop people from traveling was their thinking is, you know, so they couldn't they couldn't spread it elsewhere, but... Man, watching this video, if, if you saw this video, it literally reminded me of a dystopian movie. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, this is people in hazmat suits quartering you off underground. I mean, that's just, but eventually they broke through. But yeah, it is just amazing the, the difference with China. China, it's, it's a whole different mindset in general. And that's why the Chinese people don't resist uh, their government when they be, they're so totalitarian. You know, they just go with it because that's, you know, that's what they do. I, again, because they've, look, this is their great leap forward is really what it comes down to. Right. right? This yeah. is the great leap forward. And they killed so many, like so many of their citizens were killed. Yeah. yeah. And now the rest of them are just, you know, oh crap, is that me? I'm sorry. <laughs> it figures I didn't mute it, and that's what happens when you don't mute what things. What the hell is that even? It's just a commercial for the next article. Well, yeah, yeah. You might want to turn the sound off on your computer there, pal. I did. I just did. I'm sorry oh, okay. about that. Okay, very so. good. Yeah, but uh, it goes to show you the difference uh, between, you know, Chinese and, at one point, Hong Kong. I, and that's a good, you know, there's a good example right there, because Hong Kong fought for a long time. I mean, they finally were decimated, but... You know, that's uh, uh, genetically, that's, you know, the same Chinese people, essentially. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, they were raised differently. And that's the difference between, you know, raising a child to believe in freedom and individualism versus raising a child to believe in authority in the collective. Yeah. You know, you raise a child to believe in authority in the collective and they can be, uh, you know, uh, corralled and herded into an underground chamber without resistance. Yeah, which is yeah. what they're trying to do to us. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Ch I wouldn't say the Chinese are trying to do it. Well, they're kind of trying to do it to well, us. Well, yeah, the, the Chinese absolutely have, you know, global domination aspirations. Yeah. You know. And we've helped them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've done a lot to help them actually. You know, you know who you should blame on this one for the most part? Who? Richard Nixon. 
because <laughs> all that uh, opening trade with China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it would have happened naturally. You got a billion people, you're going to be a world power, period. End of story. You know, India is not a world power. They're about to be. Oh, 20, 30 years. Yeah, they absolutely will be. As soon as they keep fu- stop fucking calling me uh, to get, try to get my credit card number, they're going to be fine. <laughs> you know, once they take all that fucking energy that they're using trying to scam us and, and put it into something productive, holy shit, man, those, those guys are going to take over the fucking world. You know? <laughs> so, India, here's the little thing. Close up the fucking call centers and get to work, okay? What do you mean? They need the money. Go, some, go do something legit, man. You got a billion people. You can figure it out, you know? So the other thing that China's trying to do right now, though, is that uh, Xi Jinping or whatever his stupid communist name is, he's pushing for a global COVID ID QR, global, global COVID QR code. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get to CNN, he may struggle to convince the world. Like, CNN. Fuck you, CNN. Like, CNN, they, right. they're in bed with them. Well, the airlines came out with the same thing. They want the vaccine passport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't fly unless you've been vaccinated. You know? Yeah, because China mandated the widespread use of the QR-based health certificates earlier this year. The system, which uses an electronic barcode to store the person's travel and health history, has been credited with helping curb the spread of the virus. Yeah, fuck you. Like, listen to that, by the way. Oh, I know. Stored a person's travel and health history. Right. On a QR code. Yeah. That anybody can read. Yeah. What are we talking about here? So I guess that's a HIPAA violation. Uh, no, not really. Uh, because if you're giving permission, wh- here's the thing. What they say, here's how they get around it. Okay. If you want to travel, which as far as I'm concerned is a right guaranteed by the Constitution, uh, the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, but not anymore. Not in this America anymore. Um, but if you want to travel, you have to uh, give your permission for the airlines, the bus company, the Chinese, whoever, to access your medical records. And that's basically what it is. It's, you know, here's the thing. For, for the past 20 years, everybody in America has been clicking I agree every time they, they, you know, do anything. So Americans just fucking click I agree. You know? Yeah. I mean, seriously, how many of you have ever read? Yeah, look. I haven't. I know. And that's the thing. The other day, I had to sign some legal documents. Okay. It was about eight pages of legal documents. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in front of the person that was wanting me to sign them and I start reading. And I'm reading slowly, making sure I comprehend everything, yeah. you know, and take a couple of minutes and then flip the page. And they're like, you're, you're reading it? They were shocked, absolutely shocked that I was reading this like legal document. That I was signing that had personal and economic consequences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking read this legal. I see that you put the little, you know, stickers that says sign here, but I'm not just going to sign here without reading the fucking legal document. And that's really what it is. And people are just going to fall in line. They're going to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, hey, I, I need to get on that flight to Atlanta. So here I'll click I accept to all these conditions that you just put me under and saying that you're going to share my entire travel history and medical history with the Chinese government. And HIPAA solved. You clicked I agree. And that's how it happens. That's why none of it matters if you're willing. And again, we had this conversation last week. If you're willing to surrender your rights and surrender your privacy and surrender all your personal data in order to get a little convenience, do you get what you deserve? And you deserve what you get. And you deserve what you get. And you deserve to get it hard and good. Yeah. And eventually it's going to uh, result in AI uh, exterminating the human race. <laughs> I know it's a reach, but I always, it's I know he's there. that you get to that part, by the way. It, it's it's so, the hold on, culmination. Though, I did want to say about this travel thing. So China basically, you know, he, he, he spoke about this at a, at a meeting of the G20. So, and, he, and to ensure the smooth functioning of the world economy during the pandemic, again, they're wrapping all this stuff around the they pandemic. They always do, yeah. Countries need to coordinate a uniform set of policies and standards. You know, don't let a good crisis go to waste. China has proposed a global mechanism on the mutual recognition of health certificates based on nucleic acid tests results in the form of internationally accepted QR codes. We hope more, we hope more countries will join this mechanism. Okay. Whew. 
Hang on a second. This guy's evil. Do and you, this is what do he's you saying. know what nucleic acid tests are? No, go ahead and tell That's me. That's DNA and RNA. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So there you go. Like, <laughs> so basically, submit your DNA sample to the Chinese. And this, they won't do anything bad with that. Yeah. And, and here's what CNN's doing, by the way, is they're, they're promoting. I wonder how much they got paid to run this article. It, it, now, it, now it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, see, take that with the first article. For everyone who out there who thinks that we're being crazy conspiratorialists, take that with the first article. So you've got the Chinese pushing something that is going to, A, uh, collect your DNA, B, uh, collect your medical records, C, collect your travel records, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have the Chinese hurting people into basements when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. And you have the Chinese paying U.S. media outlets to print their propaganda from the Ministry of Propaganda. Literally, the, the Chinese government, China, communist Chinese government propaganda department is paying uh, U.S. media corporations to print stuff favorable to them. Print basically their press releases. Yeah. Okay. As news. And and what did CNN do? Right. The same thing. Yeah. They just printed it. And it's hard to say. Whether, and defended it. it. It's hard to say whether CNN's getting paid for that. It wouldn't surprise me that they're getting paid through backdoor channels. Um, or if CNN is just like, yeah, this is great. We we love authoritarianism. We love totalitarianism. You oh, know, yeah. it, it could just be that CNN is that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it, it's terrifying. And every, so many people are going to say, oh yeah, yeah, but it's COVID, so we have to do it. Um, and as we keep finding out over and over again, as we've been saying since like January, yeah, since the beginning of this thing, COVID ain't no fucking big deal. It, it exists. Yeah. It it's exists. a real virus. It's real. Yep. And if you are old or frail, there is a chance you can be killed by it. Yeah, but it's uh, according to uh, uh, some uh, new uh, information out, maybe it's not that big a chance that you'd think. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. There's a chance. There's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So I am saying that there's a chance. So there, there's a chance. There's a chance. However, and we're going we're gonna to get to the COVID world part here later on, though. Um, oh, I thought I was trying to segue you. Oh, into you want to go into the COVID yeah. now? Let's yeah, do COVID you got now, more then. to talk about China? Yeah, okay. Well, no, no. Let's go into the authoritarian that's coming on over here, though, because we got the Vermont governor um, actually announcing that he wants he wants the students in school to tell on their parents about multifamily gatherings. So the Vermont governor, he announced the school leaders will be interrogating students or asking students about being in multifamily gatherings over Thanksgiving. Right. Like... <laughs> Okay, listen to this, by the way. So, unfortunately, we know some will still get together and schools have asked for help. Um, VTE Education will direct schools to ask students if parents were part of a multifamily gathering. And if the students answer yes, they'll need to go remote for 14 days or seven days and a test, Scott said on Twitter. See, uh, Scott also called on businesses to take a similar approach. We also advise businesses to consider asking employees to quarantine if they don't adhere to gathering instructions. This way... This is this this isn't a way around the ban or an excuse to get together. The more we adhere to this policy, the faster we'll lower case counts and ease up on restrictions. Fuck you, people. Fuck all you people. I'm so done with this. You know, I I, I just you know it's just stop. Just stop. You you tried to sell it. You couldn't sell it. You know. Oh, now they're doubling down on it though. Well, yeah. And And they're wanting you to ignore. Actually, here's the thing. Around the entire country, cases spiked. Right. There were some states that locked down, and there were some states that didn't. And you know what the same result was? They all fucking spiked. Okay, but the cases spiked. But here's the thing. Serious symptomatic um, cases are are extremely rare. They're not very much, yeah. They're not very much. They happen. They happen. Yeah. Look, even at the worst of it, at the worst of it, we're talking about, you know, less than 10% are seriously symptomatic. And, and that was when they were like way inflating the numbers. Now it's down to like less than 5% are even symptomatic, are even severe. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just absolutely well, And here's ridiculous. the thing though. Some of the cops and the people that they're putting on the, here's the thing. You got politicians that are going out and saying and trying to make these mandates, but they're not the ones that are enforcing it. Like, Cuomo from fucking New York, that son of a bitch that he is, he's not the one breaking down a door on somebody that's, that's right. holding a holiday party. The people that they're asking to do this 
are actually now starting to push back. So sheriffs in four New York counties said last week on social media that they would not be enforcing the coronavirus rules, claiming their jurisdiction does not apply inside people's homes and that the orders were not constitutionally defensible. Right. So, and what was Kumo's response to this, by the way? He called those sheriffs dictators. Yeah. What? Right. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's the opposite of a dictator. Right. A dictator is you. Those guys are standing up to a dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're the dictator, you piece. How the fuck, how this guy ever gets elected ever again after this is going to be beyond me. Oh, he will be. Oh, I know. He will be. I know. Because Because we deserve what we get and we get what we deserve. New Yorkers have become, New Yorkers and Californians have become much like the Chinese in that regard. They're getting there. Yeah. They're getting there real quick. Yeah, they, they believe in, you know, tell us what to do, daddy. You yeah. know, and they do. And meanwhile, at the same time, he was going to have his whole family at his house for Thanksgiving and then had to back out of doing it because the media found out about it. Well, because he actually told on himself. But, right. But he was going to do it himself. And, and like he said it in a, in a press conference. Right. But then he got called out on it. And then so he had to back off. Right. And if he hadn't, he would have gone ahead and done it. Yeah. Because yeah. he because it's not that. You know why? Because it really isn't that big of a deal. If it was that big of a deal, then they wouldn't be doing it themselves. I'm going to ask everybody listening the same question I've been asking since, you know, like April. Do you know anyone personally who's died from it? And the answer is, I'm going to say 90% of you can say no. Yeah, there's going to be some people that have. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I know I know one, and he was 90 with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that if, if you do know somebody, the situation is probably the same. They are probably extremely elderly with other health conditions already. Yeah. And, and that's really it, you know, and I know thousands of people personally, you yeah. know, and that's it. I got one, you know, so we're talking again, you know, I, I, I can't believe you, you didn't want to segue into that story yet. Well, we're getting there. Oh, no, no, we're no. We're okay. getting there. So we're you're getting wor- there. You're working. I'm working. No, I'm working it. I'm I, working I, I down to this. Doing. Yeah. Because the next one I want to do is about the Florida bar. So there's a bar down in South Florida, which in Florida is the place that has the most cases of coronavirus, right? Oh, wait a second. Okay. I didn't actually read this story. When you, when you said Florida bar. You thought it would mean the legal term? I thought it was the bar association. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I didn't get a chance to read that article. I saw it up there. I thought thought it was a whole bunch of attorneys. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. The Wharf in Fort Lauderdale is a a big bar, right? It's been closed for a long time. Yeah. But it opened back up. And what happened is it was swarmed. And I mean swarmed with people not wearing masks in there, partying their fucking asses off. Right. Now, here's the thing. Again, if this was a serious disease that everybody was dying over and the public overall was actually really concerned about this, then you wouldn't see this. Right. The first time something like that happened and two weeks later, you know, 10 of those people were dead, that would not happen again. That's right. But here's the thing. That's not going to happen because this disease is not that deadly. It's not even remotely deadly for healthy people. Yeah. So that's the thing. You know what you're seeing there, right? Young healthy right. people at the bar. Well, hang on a second. Young, healthy people have figured it out because nobody, and I mean nobody. None of their friends are dying. Yeah, and they don't, no one's even getting sick. Yeah. No one's even getting the sniffles. Yeah. So they don't care. Yeah. And thank God, you know, because I am so sick of all you fucking boomers who are barricading yourselves in the house like, you know, you're going to fucking die. Uh, you know, get over yourselves. But, but hold on though, but hold on though. And I'm not saying in defense of them, but I will say this, that's not a bad thing. If you're scared, if you're fearful of this thing, whether it's rational fear or irrational well, fear, at this point, it's irrational home. fear. Oh, and, no. And it, I get it. And I do agree with that. If, if you uh, are, if you're over if, 80, I wouldn't say it's irrational. Uh, yeah, that's true. If, if you're over 80, if you, cause you definitely have other conditions, you ha- you have a, if you do happen to get it, you might have a 2% chance of dying from it. But you may have other conditions too, though. Right. I'm just saying, you know, I got you. in general. It's, it's still not but much. The, the point is, is you are right. If you are afraid and you make the decision to stay in your home and, and self-quarantine and all that stuff, fine. I, I actually have no problem with that. But I will say that at this point, based on all the information that is out there, you are making an irrational and illogical decision to do so. 
Okay, and what you just said was, based on all the information that's out there, if you go and look for it, if you, if yeah, you base it point. off of if you base it off of what the media is telling you and what they're hiding from you, then you won't. That is true. Because that is very true. Because yeah. what happened was is that a few days ago, Johns Hopkins published a study saying that coronavirus is actually not really, you know, the the, it, it, the death rates, like if you look at the death numbers, right. all the other numbers went down but COVID went up. Right. Which shows that People died from other things. Exactly. And they're contrib- they're accounting for it as coronavirus. And, and hang on a second. This was Johns Hopkins doing the study. This was a real, this wasn't some fly-by-night. Johns Hopkins went and looked at the data year over year, and they saw that in 2020, deaths from all other common diseases for, for uh, people in uh, the older age brackets went down. Mm-hmm. Statistically, that would be an no- anomaly. But what filled in the gap was COVID. But even with the COVID, they were in the same general range that it would normally be a number of deaths on a normal year. So again, this data shows that we were overreacting to COVID or basically anyone who had COVID and died was listed as a COVID death, even though more than likely COVID at worst contributed to it, but it was not the root cause. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There was other factors in play. And in a lot of cases, it was probably the underlying factor that that made much more of a difference. Because for all those, for heart disease and diabetes and dementia and, you know, other respiratory failure and all those things to go down across the board, which are normally things that older people die from, Mm -hmm. for all them to go down across the board, but only COVID to go up to fill in that gap, it shows you that we're at the baseline anyway. We're within normal ranges for deaths of elderly people in 2020. But... When Johns Hopkins put out that study and published it, what happened? Well, what happened was is that the edit the, the <laughs> they were thinking that people were getting the wrong idea about this article, so they took it down. The editors took it down. Right. They took the research down because they didn't want people to actually be educated on this to be able to make their own determination because they still want to incorporate the fear, which is again, they would say way different words than what I'm saying right now, right. but they, they did say this is people are misinterpreting this and thinking that COVID's not a big deal. So we have to take the article down because it's, it's misinterpreting the data, right? But it's Even not though really misinterpreting the data though. That is the clear way to read the data. Yeah. Every other cause of death in 2020 for elderly people has gone down. Yeah. How does that happen? Exactly. How does tell me it how doesn't. that happens? And COVID just magically filled in that gap. Yeah. So you know. So hold on a second here. So I posted this article the other day, and they fact checked me. Wait a second. Now, did you post the original Johns Hopkins report? No, I okay. did not. I so did the you, one on not the B. Okay, so you which just, is a which is not the it's not the it's stories that are so crazy that they should be on the B. But they're real stories, so they're not to be. Right. Which is a website. So you published the story of the Johns Hopkins story being a Johns Hopkins study, I shouldn't say. It wasn't even a story. It was a a Johns Hopkins study that was redacted. That retracted, yeah. Okay, retracted. Um, Now, is there any... um, did anyone capture the original Johns Hopkins report? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because the internet's forever. Okay. So, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. The way back the, 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 the way back, the way back machine. It. The way back okay, machine good. had it. Okay. So here's the thing. So, but I read, because here's the thing. When I posted the article, then I saw that they fact checked me. Right. And they had a link. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go read this because I want to hear what they had. Look, maybe, so, so you, maybe they got it wrong. So you put up the the story that said Johns Hopkins put out the study showing this data. Here was mm-hmm. their data. And then they they retracted it because they didn't want people to get the wrong impression from the data, which actually the data gave the correct impression. Uh They didn't want people to get the correct impression of the data. Yeah. But so you put that up on on Facebook and then Facebook fact checked you. And so what did the fact check say? Okay. So the fact check is from leadstories.com and it goes through this whole explanation saying that they're wrong and this is wrong. But if you actually, here's the thing, and this is the part that they're trying to they realize the the um, they realize the, uh, the the people don't read shit anymore, right? Right. So if you read what they wrote in the lead stories thing, it actually tells you that it was censored, right? Because they're saying it wasn't censored, right? It was censored, and the, the numbers are accurate, right? Like the, the the lead story article actually, if you read the article, tells you that the article was true. It wasn't so essentially, even a lie. the fact check confirms. 
the story that you had. Yeah. And that, and that happens now. And that's a tool. They've, they've done that to me. Yeah. They've fact-checked something I put out, but the fact-check actually confirmed, well, yes, this is actually technically accurate, and there's nothing actually not factual in this. But people this, get the wrong idea. But exactly. So now they fact-check because... And it's not that people get the wrong idea. People actually interpret it correctly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't meet the narrative. That's right. It doesn't and meet the narrative. And that's really what it is all today. All this fact. Now, look, some of the, the fact checking is, is you know, some people put out stuff that is complete bullshit. That's true. Okay. Just idiocy and so on and so forth. And so if you want to fact check that, fine. You know, the earth is flat. No, here's a fact check. The earth is actually a sphere. We get it. Okay. Um, but honestly, you don't. You sh- with rational people, you shouldn't need to do any of that. But now the fact checking that happens, and the only times I've ever been fact checked, is when the the information I posted was accurate, but they believed that people would get the quote unquote wrong idea, which means they would this would counter people's belief in the narrative that they support and are trying to put out. Yeah, and, and that's what. <laughs> That's 2020 in a nutshell, man. Yeah. The data doesn't matter. The facts don't matter. Just their narrative matters. So the person that put out the report had a response. And in this response, they put the response in lead stories, by the way. So this is in the lead stories article. So I just want to make sure that you know that this is how... This is in the fact check article. This is in the fact check article. Right. Today on November 27th, the newsletter officially posted their reason for retracting the article stating inaccuracies in the analysis. I am frustrated at the explanation and I think it is disrespectful to Dr. Uh, Braid's hard work putting data together and doing an honest analysis. If her analysis was to be contradicted, then at least an equal level analysis should be done to provide more data and thus a new conclusion. Dr. Braid and her and her work deserve such respect. I've received many messages asking the reasons for taking the article down, and so I would like to officially express my opinions here. I even got emails saying that thanks to me, people will now not be wearing masks or practicing social distancing. They called me a COVID denier and a minimizer, and that I have no idea the damage and the lives cost in me writing such an article. I was devastated to relieve su- to receive such accusations, but I stand my ground. The goal is never to undermine the effects of COVID-19, but to suggest a possible over-exaggeration in death numbers due to the pandemic. Right. So this, <clears throat> this was, the person saying this was the author of the story who just reported that John Hopkins put out a report and then retracted it. Well, she works, she's there too though. Like she's part of John Hopkins as well though. Okay. All right. So she was actually part of publishing the original mm-hmm. study. Yeah. Wow. So hang on a second. So That was she, in the article in Lead Stories, by the way. Right. Like, so, <laughs> so here she is defending the data, defending the, the lead scientist who came up with the data, who did the study, defending everything, but saying because she got essentially, you know, people uh, making all kinds of hate speech against her. <laughs> Let's use that little yeah. hate speech against her. Um, for, you know, uh, uh, being a COVID denier, which nothing could be further than the truth. These are scientists. Aren't we supposed to leave the scientists? Yeah. Aren't we supposed to listen to the scientists? Here are the scientists saying, yeah, apparently the COVID's not deadly, really. I mean, a little bit, maybe, but, you know, not uh, statistically, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not statistically significant, mm-hmm. COVID, as a cause of death. Yeah. And that's what we've been saying all along, because if it was... We would all know at least one or two people that have died exclusively from COVID. And nobody, nobody knows a young, healthy person that's died from COVID. Nobody even knows a moderately elderly, healthy person that's died from COVID. If anyone knows anyone who's died from COVID, chances are they were extremely elderly with extremely serious pre-existing conditions. Yeah. And that's it. Like how many, what percentage of the people that died were in nursing homes? Exactly. And what's a large percentage. And what percentage of the people, if you had never heard of COVID, would you have been shocked if you heard they died? Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, they've been sick for a long time. Yeah. You know, oh, well, yeah, they were 92. You know what I'm saying? We, how did we get here? How did rational people get to this point? I haven't understood that from day one. And listen to me. I'm the first one. If I look at the objective reality of the world and say, oh, God, yeah, there's a deadly virus out there. We need to make we need to do shit. I'm going to protect myself. myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect my family. Mm -hmm. But there's not. 
I mean, there, there's a virus out there, yeah, but it's not what they say it is. They would just, and it never the, was. Here's the thing: if it was deadly, then they would present to you the data to show it was deadly. Right. But here's what happens every time: they're not really ever presenting the data to show never. how deadly it is. Yeah. What they are doing though is using your emotion and using fear every time, and anybody that questions it is instantly attacked. Yeah. It's, it's not, the, and, and they are they are silenced, and they are using every mechanism including social media, including the media, including all of it to suppress the information down. If it was this, if it was really this bad, they wouldn't do that. And they wouldn't do that because it wouldn't matter. And if it was really this bad, they wouldn't need to do it because people would naturally take precautions. In the beginning of this- Because there's this thing called self-preservation. In the beginning of this, people naturally did take precautions. Right. Before they started instituting lockdowns, before they started doing any of this stuff, People were naturally doing it before. Right. Until people realized, oh, yeah, we really yeah. don't need to worry about but this. But in between that time frame, government started getting involved and then started doing lockdowns. And government found out that they could initiate uh, controls over people that they've wanted for a very long time and could never get away with before. And there are, have been politicians who have come out and outright said that. We could never do this under normal circumstances, but because of COVID, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I do think there's a third factor in this, though, is that people saw that this would tank the economy. And I think that some of the Democrats did that in order to hurt Trump. Uh, I don't know if it's that shallow or to, or to get him out of office. I think there's also some billionaires that, uh, that weren't necessarily responsible for it or involved in it, but have been supporting the narrative because it benefits them. This is, I mean, look what the, the fed chair just said the other day, we're not going back to the old economy. We're, we're coming out this with a completely new economy and that new economy benefits a lot of people and it, it, you know, benefits a a lot of very rich and very powerful people. Yeah. And they're all on that global reset thing. Yeah. And this is the global reset. Yeah. You know, and it it really is. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're telling you they're doing this. Yeah. You know, and again, it's, it's not a, they, I never like to get into the, they, but it's, you know, it's a collection of very rich and powerful people who see the way the world's going and are taking advantage of it. I don't know that they're steering it that way, but they're definitely taking advantage of it. They're definitely taking advantage of but it. But here's the thing, the, the real thing that steered everything this way is you as an individual. And I'm talking to, uh, not necessarily talking to our listeners per se, maybe some of you, but people in general. Americans, people globally, uh, everyone is responsible for this because you failed to rationally assess the situation and make your own decisions based on it. You relied on on media, you relied on government, um, and they led you down a path that, uh, you know, in the long run may or may not be beneficial to you. They preyed on your ignorance and fear. It's definitely uh, harmed your economic uh, stability, your economic freedom. It's it's definitely taken away from your inherent natural rights. Uh, It's going to take away from your privacy more, your right to travel. I mean, your right to conduct business. It's affected you and you let it happen. You know, we all did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even even those of us like uh, me and Alex who have been, you know, screaming it from the rooftops, we were still affected from the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning, we were still affected because, you know, how can you not be? We're all part of it. But the fact that, you know, there wasn't more of us rioting in the streets is uh, why it's continued to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's not it's and it's here's the thing. It's a sad situation. And it's now I will say this, though. Almost everywhere I go, I never have anyone that says anything to me, like put a mask on or this and that. Don't get me wrong. You know, in certain situations, because of what I got to do, right? because of my slight addiction to Uber Eats, um, I still wear a mask for that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm doing that, I'm, I'm wearing a mask for that. Right. But other than that, I don't really have to. Now, don't get me wrong. The people that work for my company, though, when they're going out to the jobs and stuff like that, they're going in there initially wearing masks to people. And if they ask them that they can take it off, then they'll take it off at that point. Right. You know, but if anybody comes, like if anybody comes to my place I'll tell them, you don't got to wear the mask. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to wear the mask if you don't want to. Right. So I just try to, I try to let people know that. And when you talk to people and you say that to them, most people, and I'm talking like 90% of them are like, oh, have good. this, yeah, they have this sigh of relief and like, okay, thanks. Another normal person. Well, that's the thing because nobody it, like, like the, the publishers of the study at Johns Hopkins, nobody wants to get attacked like that. 
everybody's afraid of, well, you know, even me to a certain degree. I, I'm not afraid of, you know, someone calling me names, but just sometimes you just don't want to do, I don't want to deal with that in the grocery store. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm here to pick up milk and bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't want to fuck with that now. So I'll throw my mask on if I have to. Um, you know, really that, that's what it boils down to. Most of the time I, I don't wear it, but you know, if, if I feel like, you know, if, if there's like big signs on the door that says, please wear a mask inside, I'll respect the place and do it, you know, yeah. throw a bandana on, but it, it, it's more because it's just not worth dealing with. And I think a lot of people feel the same way, but I think there's also those that, um, pretend to embrace it just because they're afraid of what other people will think of them. Yeah, yeah, and they're virtue signaling. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, they're And I, I think there's a ton of that. Now, and hold on, and to be fair, there is evidence out there that the masks can help. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Masks can help. Yeah. But it actually helps you from transmitting it to others more than it's others transmitting it to you. Well, I think, yeah, I think they've said that. And they, that's the same reason that surgeons wear masks. You got somebody's chest open. You don't want to get be getting spittle in their ma- in their chest cavity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because it bacteria and infection possibility. So, yeah, that that is true. And I don't want to, you know, maybe I, you know, who knows? Because if I got COVID, I probably would have no symptoms. So I don't want to necessarily be the guy that spreads it to someone's 97-year-old grandma and they die. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that too. But by the same token, it's it's if we really, if we were to analyze it, it logically and rationally, most people would go, oh, yeah, that they're, that's just stupid. There's no point. You know, mm-hmm. the, the odds are, you know, you can do a whole lot of things to completely eliminate risk from your life and they're all irrational and they're all, you know, it, it, again, you can lock yourself in your room for your entire life and you're going to be safe, mm-hmm. you know, but that's also called a prison. Yeah. You know, um, that, and that's what we're doing to old people right now. Oh yeah. Cause, cause here's the thing, the real damage that is being done because of the way that we're overreacting to this is more suicide, more death. Old people are dying by themselves. Oh God, yeah. Their their quality of life is is plummeting because they're basically all prisoners in these freaking homes. Like there, there was a story about a woman that didn't want to go to a lockdown again, so she just died. It was a, a, like in Canada, an assisted suicide. Right. Where they just were like, "Well, just we'll just kill her." Here's the thing: if you're just gonna die anyway, then just don't worry about it. Right. Exactly. Like I don't get the point of this. Like right. just don't fucking worry about it. Then if you get it, you get it, and if you get it, you fucking die. And if you get it, and you start feeling bad. Then just put a gun in your head and just blow your brains out. Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's there's certain people who are close to death anyway, and I'm sure they'd like rather spend some time with their family yeah, before they and die. And so, okay, now I died get some of coke COVID. and a hooker. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, what do you care? You're ninety. Yeah, you're gonna I, die I, soon anyway. I, I don't think at ninety that coke and hookers have the same appeal, but <laughs> maybe. Who knows? God, I hope so. I yeah. hope at ninety. I hope it's. I hope it's. I hope I. I go out Feldman like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go out, Doctor Feldman. I, I don't know what that means. Oh, you don't remember that dude? It was the guy that ran for president in twenty sixteen in the LP that was found dead. Oh yeah, with coke and hookers. Did he really? Yeah, you didn't. You don't remember this? I remember him dying. Yeah, it was it okay. Was, hold it on. Was, it wasn't an okay. It was an unidentified woman and some illicit drugs. <laughs> I didn't know in that. In a hotel room. I didn't remember that's how Feldman went out. Yeah. Like a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that dude went out like a champ. That's that's how to die like a libertarian. Dr. Feldman. <laughs> yeah. And he was like a neurosurgeon. Like he was like a brain doctor or Yeah, and he was such a goofball too. I remember talking he, he to him. He was just a really nice guy. He, he was a nice guy, but just such a nerd. He convinced <laughs> me to give him money. <laughs> and then he, I was one of his $5 donors. And then he ended up dead in a hotel room with hookers and blow. Yeah. That's awesome. I love him. Awesome. <laughs> I remember the day he helped. Uh, like we were... Um, like we were, it was like one of the last days of the convention mm-hmm. and in Orlando and somebody got hit in the parking lot and was on the ground. Like, in, in Oh yeah. Bad I vaguely way. remember he that. Came out and help. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Doctor. Yeah. That. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not that kind of doctor, but you know, a neurosurgeon. I think once you achieve the level of neurosurgeon, you're kind of any type of doctor. He probably can be. I'm, I'm sure he did, you know, his residency doing trauma and stuff like that. Maybe, so I'm, I'm sure he knew what the hell to do. But at any rate, though, it was just, it was awesome. Though. That is awesome. Yeah. God, I totally forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but back to this though. So hmm. the, like, I can't literally believe that the article in the fact check actually did prove that the article was not inaccurate. It happens all the time. But they, they'll say it. They go, well, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. And then when in the explanation, like they don't give you the data that shows that it's inaccurate. They just right. say it's inaccurate. Right. Because that's the thing. Like if it's the numbers, then I would rather them see the numbers and say, well, just this the number name. said this. It's a fact check. 
And you you basically, when they fact check it, yeah. they come back and say, well, the facts are all correct, but stupid people are, are not interpreting it the way we want. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Smart people are actually interpreting it correctly, and we don't like that. Yeah. That's those, really the bottom line. Those with critical thinking can use this in <laughs> yes. order to make sure that they're not going to be nearly as worried as we want them to be. So we're going to go ahead and cancel this story. I know. I know. And that's and, and people just start like, okay, with that. And, and, so I feel like I live in a crazy world, I by know. the way. Because I'm like, how can, like, why is Facebook doing this? Right. You know, like, why are you doing this? And it's so obvious. Yeah. And why are these other people involved? Why are you doing this too? They're, it's conditioning, man. That's what it's all become. It's all come down to is everything is conditioning. Wearing a mask is conditioning. Seeing a fact check is conditioning. And now you just, oh, it's been fact checked. See, <laughs> well, that was fact checked. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah, just. They wouldn't read the article to show. No. And no, what, here's the thing. I think really, again, these folks figured out somewhere along the lines that 50% of the people are stupid. Okay. Yeah. By definition, half the people are below average intelligence and they figured out how they can easily control that 50%. And when they do, it's easy to, you know, cause them to do whatever they want. And again, part of the reason that they figured this out is because they've collected so much data on you. They know what works and what doesn't. They know enough about how you... And again, I said this last week, and you people out there, I know a lot of people are thinking that, oh, you're just paranoid. You're just paranoid. You know, oh, it can be, I'll give up the convenience. What, what do I care if they have the data? The reason you should care is because when they have all this data, they know how you think. They know the patterns. They know the algorithms. Your brain is just an algorithm. Everything about you, all it is, is a series of yes-no conditions. It's a series of decisions that you make in milliseconds. Every moment of your entire life, you are making these micro decisions. And if you can collect enough data about the path in which a person makes those micro decisions, you can influence them in such a way that they have no idea that they're being influenced. And what you're seeing with like things like Facebook fact checks are the very early stages of this. And that's what's happening. And that's why it's so important that you do everything everything you can even to the point of becoming a quasi uh luddite like me luddite like me it, the tech guy luddite it, it's just you know it's weird but you have to protect that information so that they cannot control you so that they cannot influence you in ways that you don't even realize you're being influenced and that's what happens every time you say hey siri find me this or hey siri or you hear something on the radio and you ask you know google a question every time that happens it's a little bit of information that they can catalog your mind a little better and control you a little more easily and that is why I preach this over and over and over again. And you guys don't realize it's happening, but I swear to Christ, this is what is happening to you. And eventually, it's going to be so automated that you won't even realize that it's happening. And I am doing everything in my power to convince as many people as possible, do not let them catalog your brain. Because as soon as they do, you no longer control it. Somebody else does. And it's true, man. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I totally know what you're saying. I don't think that you're wrong. And I still have a hard time going down the road you're going down. Here's the thing. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You're not wrong. Right. But it's the nice, shiny toy. That's really what it comes down to. It's the way they packaged it. And the packaging looks so cool and it, it makes everything so easy. <laughs> I know. And like, know. here's the thing. I'm not even a person that wants everything that easy, but they, they, they will convince me on a lot of these things. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're convincing other people right. that even know that the gig's going on, but they're still like, they're still doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's download like the get, app and click I accept. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really, that's the world today. And even, you know, you're a really smart guy. You're, 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 you're dumb in a few ways that are weird, but for the most part, you're, you're thank you. I think, yeah, you're a really smart guy. And even you, eventually they will start hooking you. 
And it might take another five years, might take another 10 years. I, 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 they already got some hooks in me now. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they will be controlling your, the way you think and the way you behave and you won't even realize it because they're collecting that information. They're learning your triggers right now. It's just like basically, you know, the, the social media world and, uh, you know, Amazon Web Services and, uh, you know, IBM Watson and, um, you know, uh, Google uh Azure, all that shit, you know, all these amazing, you know, AIs out there are eventually going to be like your wife. And when you say, let me ask you a question, they already know what you're going to ask because they've collected enough information, just like your wives have collected enough information about you to make a highly accurate prediction of exactly what you're thinking. And what just happened to you with, let me ask you a question is going to happen with everyone, with everything. And once that happens, you don't have to say, let me ask you a question. They are going to put that thought in your head. And that thought is going to control your behavior. And it's, it's, it's already starting. And it, it, to me, it's just, just I, I see it happening everywhere. And people are like, oh, that's weird. Or, oh, that's cool. You know, and I'm like, you're under someone else's control. You are, this is effectively a technological hypnotization. People are being technology, uh, te- technologically hypnotized. And they are under someone. I mean, I want you to picture that. Every time you click, I accept. It's almost the same thing as saying, let me allow this, you know, magician to hypnotize me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's really where we're going with this. Well, look thing. at the way people are with their phones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Put you your know? goddamn phone down. Like if I'm not using my phone and it's not business hours, I try not to even have it in the same room with me. You know, the only reason it's up here right now is because I had to, to get a, uh, you know, an authentication code for a, a secondary login. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that's about the only reason I use it for that. I use it as a telephone. I use it to text. There's no apps on it, no location. It goes through a VPN. My, you know, all my traffic gets masked. I'm using Tor on there. You, you got to do these things if you want to, if you want to still have control over your own mind, which is our only, only place we have left really in, in society. And, yeah. and, and in a few years, it's, you know, it, we will have no privacy whatsoever except inside the content of our skull. Yeah. And if you want to keep that, put your phone away and uninstall all the apps. Yeah. So I'm going to, after the show, I'm not going to tell you about my idea about starting an app for our show. <laughs> okay. Let's flesh this out. No, no, you brought it up. We have to go into it. We got, we got three minutes. I want to hear this pitch on, on this app. For oh the no, show. no, that was a kid. It was a joke. I was mm. totally kidding. No, no, no. Totally oh, knowing kidding. you. I, oh, okay. I thought no, that was No, no, I was real. totally kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I was only totally, I was totally kidding because there's no way I, we don't do enough content to need an app. Hang on a second. If we were to do an app, it should be an app that corrupts all the other apps on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I would be totally down. You click accept. It says it's going to like break your phone. It's going to just break all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we'd have a lot of pissed off coverage. Well, you clicked accept. Yeah. <laughs> what, it's like what do you that, it's like Did you South not Park. read the terms and conditions? It's like that South Park episode. Right. Oh, you ever cuttlefish. <laughs> oh, the cuttlefish. <laughs> oh, that was man. the nastiest episode. That was. Well, did you ever see that movie? No, what movie? The Centipede. Oh my God, it's a real movie. That's an actual movie. About people connecting other people? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. That was... Why it, were they doing it? it mad scientist. Oh. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Watch that movie. Did you watch 28 Days Later yet? No, not yet. It's only been a week or two weeks. It's been three weeks now. No, it's been two we weeks. We talked about that on Halloween. Oh, did we really? There was Halloween week that we did our you know scary movie thing. Oh. And I've been telling you for three weeks, your, your, your task, your assignment... And you will be graded on this. This is homework. Watch 28 Days Later. Because it looked... Actually, the, the 28 Weeks Later was the, uh, the sequel to it. And it looked just like that basement scene in the Shanghai airport. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty terrifying. So, But, yeah, you have to watch that movie. Right, and I'll then the after movie. that, after you watch that one, you have to watch The Human Centipede. Ooh, I don't think I want to watch that movie. <laughs> you know, it's, I, let me tell you, that it is a hard, disturbing. hard. Oh yeah, well, a very disturbing movie. Hard, hard movie to watch. I don't really want to watch that movie. Look, I thought that the South Park one was a little was a little messed up. Well, yeah, 
I mean, I, I didn't really want to watch this. The South Park one was just a little weird, let alone like. Yeah, but it was a complete takeoff on that movie. Oh, was it really? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't know about it before the South Park episode. So I'm like, is that a real? Where'd they get that? Where'd they come up with that? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's a real movie. It's oh, like, my God. Oh, God. I got to watch that. And oh. yeah, I, I'm not sure I should have. Oh, yeah. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, but it you got to do it. Now, now you have to do it. Because yeah, now you have, have to. You have to share in that experience. So there you go. All right. So in hour number two, though, so, you know, this is basically number, hour number one is in the bag. It's it, in the can. It's in the bag. Yeah. So in hour number two, we do have the two other categories, which is Trump world and potpourri world. Yeah. Which is always nice. There'll be a lot of good things to talk about. We got there. a lot of good stuff. So go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and we'll see you in hour number two.